This episode of Taking It to the House was brought to you by EBH Fitness Studios. It's a way of life. Dr. C. Victor Herbin III, I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover. We want to welcome you to another edition of Taking to the House. Vic, it's good to see you again for another week, brother. What's on your mind? You too, me. Hey, look, you know, there's going to be heavy NFL. I said it last season. If you don't like it, turn your station. Today is going to be a heavy <laughs> dose of NFL for them veins. But, you know, before we get started to the NFL piece, uh, it's only fitting we just talk a little bit about baseball, in particular Dodger baseball. Uh, what you think? Are we going to be able to close this thing out? Uh, we made it no mention. We made it no secret. We are very biased. All right. L.A. teams, L.A. centric for the most part. So we're going to talk about the Dodgers and probably that's about it. So what did you think about the Dodgers showing last weekend against the Giants? They went two for three. They lost two out of three. I mean, are we going to be able to close out the deal with the series, uh, with the season, actually, and uh, and take the top spot? Real quick before we get into the NFL. Yeah, thank you for tossing me that bone. I appreciate it. Dodgers, you had a chance last week to really just make a statement, if you will. Three-game series, you're up in – you're the visiting team. You're up in Frisco, and you peed in the bed. Dodgers, you peed in the bed. So am I disappointed? No, because right now, as we speak, we're a game and a half out. There's 20 plus games left, less than 30 games left. There's a lot of season left. But last week in particular, the last time you get a chance to play against San Francisco and you, I'm going to say it, Steve, I'm sorry. You nutted on yourself. Skeet, skeet, okay? And clean that up, okay? Clean that up. However, Dodgers, I need you to go ahead, handle your business. You couldn't beat them head up. You may need a little help to take the division. Playoffs, you're still in the playoff picture, but I would love that you take the division outright. Don't want that 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 madness, that mess that can be a playoff scenario where you actually try to play to get in. We don't need that. So that's my take on the Dodgers. Come on, Dodgers, get together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, if if no one understands California landscape, we're broken down in two sections. All right, now some would want to have it three sections, but it's no cow and it's SoCal. And when we talk about no cow, we talk about San Francisco and the Bay Area and everything from LA South. It's SoCal, and let it be known, no cow don't like us. That's fine. Why? We still they water. We call them tree huggers. We got all the smog. They want to be all the, uh, uh, you know, hug the trees and all that kind of stuff all day. Got it. So they can't stand us. And guess what? We don't care. We water our grass all day anyways in the middle of a drought. With that being said, that game last week was very important. Maybe more so for no cow. I still believe that we as the Dodgers are going to take the division. We need to take the division. It would have been great to smack them upside the head, 2-1, and then take it back where we now had the uh, the lead in the division. But as you stated, there's a lot of baseball left. And guess who we both get to play? Little brother. That's right. Little brother, San Diego Padres, who everyone was counting the champ of NL West. We all know that the NL West runs through L.A., and if it's not L.A., then San Francisco. Little brother down there in the very south of California, San Diego Padres, don't want none of this smoke. 
They don't want the smoke from the Dodgers, and they don't want the smoke from the Giants. So it's going to be very, very competitive down the stretch. Again, only one game out of first place. A lot can happen. The Giants made a really big comeback today, uh, a late comeback to win their game today. So I'm not, I'm not stunning it too bad. I think our bats are getting hot at the right time. And as we said it last year, and Dave, we trust. Dave's going to bring it in. And i tell you who else I'm starting to trust. We talked about it last week. Max Scherzer is a bad man. That joker is gunning it. 37 years old, pitching like that dude is 24. It looks nice. So I think our pitching is coming on at the right time. Our bats are coming. We're getting healthy. But uh, it comes to that bullpen, I'm always going to be, you know, a little antsy about because some people I believe Dave Roberts held on a little bit too long. Uh, Kylie Jansen, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, so it'll be interesting as we move down the stretch the next couple of weeks. But I think we have a chance to take the division and make a, make some serious noise and defend this championship. But I'm definitely with you. Do not want to play any wild card games. Okay. Don't even want to be in that, that hecticness. Let someone else play that. Let's be the champs who we are. Let's be, let's be the defending NL West seven times we've been. And just take care of business. I'm with that 100%. And, and we have to salute, you know, San Francisco, you know, you, you're not going to let somebody come up on your court or your field or your home crowd and stadium and let them just punk you like that. So you got to give it to San Francisco in a tense situation. They manned up. Okay. And so they handled their business. They did what they're supposed to do. So even though we had that division where we want to split the state, you got to also tip your cap to somebody who is able to man up, handle their business, take care of business when they're supposed to. So salute to you, uh, San Francisco, for doing what you did. Before we get into the NFL, brother, man, we, we're two weeks into the NCAA football. And so uh, I know you and I were in the green room. We were talking about LSU and UCLA. I may, there may be other teams and games that you may have saw and focused on, but I think last week, or two weeks ago, you had an LSU hat on, and you were talking about how you're touting the SEC. I love you, Vic. I love you. And I know your money and your boy is going to LSU. However, we're just talking football now. We're just talking football. UCLA lost a shoe last week, size eight in particular, up in Ezeron, whatever his name, his, his, his booty. So somebody's walking around with one shoe less. After last weekend, man, I just have to hear what you have to say about that game and any other college game that caught your interest. Dang, you'll call me out like that. Yes, my money's funny and it hurts right now. But not only that, he may have had a size eight shoe put up his behind and he's speaking like Kiwi. I know he has that Louisiana thick accent, but it still smells like damn shoe shine. <laughs> but with that said, come on, man. Come on, man. Look, look, I mean, yes, I'm an SC alum, class of 98. We know that. So I'm supposed to have an, an, an innate hate towards the UCLA Bruins, man. So I'm going to play the Bruins twice. Yes, my money with LSU plays the Bruins. And then the SC, we're going to play the Bruins in November time frame. That should have been two losses off the bat. How does LSU, who's legitimately, let's just throw away last season. I understand COVID. We had our own national champion in, in football. But the last true season of NCAA football was 2019 when LSU won. 
And how is Ed now five and six this, since then? Losing against doggone UCLA. Chip Kelly's coming off last four seasons of losing record. Come on, man. You're supposed to make a statement. LSU, you're supposed to make a statement, man. Because, look, I'm repping the SC. I'm supposed to go to my UCLA, uh, my friends, and, and, and you know, peace and be able to haze them up a little bit. I can't even do that. You're right. I had the LSU hat on because I was feeling it. I was feeling myself, and I'm feeling my money every time I scratch that check. And them jokers looked at me and laughed last weekend in the Rose Bowl. Look, when I was at SC for 94 to 98, we couldn't beat UCLA. That sucks. I don't need my sons four years at LSU in the first, the one taint of the Pac-12. You lose the UCLA of all teams. They at least could have lost the USC. But, man, come on now. Ed, wake up, bro. Wake up. You're supposed to take care of at least the, the SEC. We already know Bama is bringing air. But come on, bro. That, that was an embarrassment. An embarrassment. Look at the stats. You couldn't even rush for more than 55 yards? That's if, if for the SEC honks as a whole, SEC conference should be embarrassed by that showing. So now I'm gonna represent California. Yeah, you come to the West Coast and we showed you that the Pac 12 can play ball. Y'all may call me civil right now because I can represent both sides Pac 12 and SEC. <laughs> but come on, man. The ball teams, not UCLA. Come on, bruh. Really? Yeah, I didn't. So I, with that, I didn't even see the game, come man. On. Go, go, I I didn't even see the game. I saw the scroll on the bottom, and each time I was looking at it, I was like, you know, my eyes get a little bit, what, what, what's going on? I didn't see the game, didn't even pay attention to it, because right now I'm focused on baseball and getting ready for the football season. So football, college football didn't even interest me per se, but that game did because I was looking out for you. I was like, what's going on with LSU? Uh-oh, is my nephew and my nephew are they on the ledge right now? How are they taking this right about now? Maybe I had to call somebody, but I didn't in the family thread. There was no threats. There was nothing, no alerts. So everything seems to be okay. And I can put my eyes on you today. And so I'm assuming everything is okay, but I agree with you. Uh, is So the question has to be asked, is LSU that bad or is UCLA that good? SEC versus Pac-12. That needs to be asked and it's it's to be answered i'm sure with time as it, as we go on but uh wow wow that was an upset or was it i don't know well i mean the great point again last season how much can we add weight to last season NCAA football with a lot of teams being impacted by Rona. Some teams didn't even play till later in the year. SEC obviously started the year off. So do we throw it away? Who's here? You have super seniors. So it will be very interesting what team shows up this year. Which who who's hot? Who's not? Because if you watched ACC, we're talking about Miami, who laid an egg against Alabama. We talk about Clemson, who had a game against an SEC of Georgia, got their head smashed in. North Carolina, who was ranked 10, uh, lost the game uh, to Virginia Tech. So you start looking at the ACC teams, mm, they're not looking too good. So you throw that conference out. What about the Big 12? Yeah. What about the Big 10 uh, or what's left of the Big 10? So it would be very interesting what teams are really hot 
who's legit. And of course, we won't find out some of the real serious teams until later in the season when we start playing better competition. But hey, so yes, my house was split. LSU lost, but USC won. So I still come out on top, but it just did not the way I expected this weekend to go from an NCAA college football perspective. Nah, LSU really, really embarrassed me. And I'm 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 pretty Man. I'm pretty hurt about that. Cowboys tomorrow, but I want to, if you will, if, indulge me. Let's break it down. What are you feeling? What do you see? Let's go division by division. Let's go conference by conference. Who's going to be representing the AFC? Who's going to be representing the NFC? Let's talk. Matter of fact, I got it right here in front of me, brother. And I know we were in the green room comparing a few notes, and I certainly want to hear your take. Let's start at the AFC East. We got the Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. Last year, the, the Bills took it. They won it outright. And so, in my humble opinion, they they had 11, about 11 starters to return. They got a nice turnover. And I believe, in my opinion, that they, they're they earning their stripes, you know, slowly figuring it all out. They didn't know all that it takes. to, And they got there, and they almost won and beat the, the Kansas City Chiefs last year. And I feel like that taste in the mouth, you talked about it before, when you get hit in the mouth and, and it's bitter because it was just right in front of you and you didn't get a chance to consume it all. I'm saying they're going to represent the East, the AFC East again. I wanted to get your thoughts on the AFC East. I hate saying there should be an asterisk, so I'm not going to say there's an asterisk. What I will say Last year was an anomaly. It's an anomaly. You know why? Because the AFC East belongs to Bill Belichick and New England Patriots. Yes. No one had that offseason last year, so everyone had just a regular, let's do what we can do. We also know the Patriots were impacted by COVID early in the season. The Buffalo Bills stayed moderately healthy. And we always know the best ability is availability. 
I gave kudos, the leadership award, the taking it to the house leadership award to Bill Belichick and New England Patriots last week. That award, I just polished it don't off. Say it, Dick. Too much don't say it, Don't say it. They're taking. Don't say it. Don't tell me. Taking. Don't tell me. They're taking. Don't tell me you're going to believe in Bill Belichick and a rookie quarterback. Yes, because you know why? Is that what you're telling because me? Because right he's a defensive mastermind. He's a defensive mastermind. He is not going to let the Bills take that division two years in a row. No, no, he will retire if that happens. He will not. His defense, <laughs> his defense, and you Mark gave him a full tape. off season now with his guys. A full off season. How many years has his defense had to carry Tom Brady in their heyday? Bill Belichick is a defensive okay. mastermind. He will run circles against the Buffalo Bills because they did get that taste in their mouth. They're they're overconfident. They're over, now they got great skills. They got great team. I love what the coach has been doing. But you cannot tell me you you talk about a taste in their mouth. You think Bill Belichick like, uh, likes the taste of that mouth? The taste in his mouth, and when Tom Brady said, "Tell me how my butt tastes," when he rose that Lombardi, <laughs> you think he wants to taste that? When he looks down at Tampa Bay and sees what his guy did without him, come on, man, Let, let's talk about ego. Like he has got to be feeling like, you know what? I'd be doggone Tommy gets this damn ring before I do, and you gonna tell me the Buffalo Bills are gonna stand in my way? I just let go of Cam Newton. Yes. I got you, rookie quarterback. Fact, you just managed the game. My defense is going to take care of this. Bill Belichick, New England Patriots take I, the AFC East. I think they place third and best because they still got to deal with Miami. Dang. Give 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 Tua give Tua a preseason. Give Tua off season because we're talking about everybody, not just the Patriots, who are affected by Rona. Everybody and and and, and brought. I think his name is Brian Flores, the coach down there, highly respected, and they have a nice team. So Patriots got not just the Bills to contend with. We're not even talking about the Jets. The Jets will place last in this division. But I Bills, Bills, Miami, and then Patriots. That's my call. That's my take. Market. Woo! So you're saying, if you're saying if you okay, a 17 game season. And you're saying the Patriots are going to fall third place. So you're saying they're going to miss the playoffs again? If the third place team come out of the AFC East, because we haven't talked about the West, the North, and the South, you're saying the Patriots are in danger of making it to the playoffs. Did I stutter? Uh, rewind the tape. Matter of fact, when you get home, and this is available on your <laughs> podcast, watch the tape. Listen, read my lips, as President Bush said. The Bills. And then I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins and then the Patriots. No, you can place third and still make the playoffs. I'm not going to go that far, but I don't have them in my uh, representing the AFC. No. Or the AFC East. No. The second and they got Miami a tough Dolphins. Because when, when the last time Miami Dolphins won ahead. more than eight games in a season? And you're going to trust that with Tua? He barely got to finish the season as a starter. Fitzpatrick was a starter before the end of that season. You're telling me Brian Flores, who is a Bill Belichick disciple, is going to run circles around Bill Belichick in his own division? You cannot use Rona in one instance and not use it in another. And that's what I'm citing. Rona affected a rookie or a second-year man coming out off of an injury as well. Tua, I'm talking about. 
one of the best college quarterbacks as far as pinpoint and accuracy, and he's built on timing. So, yeah, he's short, uh, short stature, but as far as what he knows and how to play the game, he's he's going to he's better than Fitzpatrick. He just didn't know the system. Again, without a preseason and without offseason, last year was not set up, he was not set up to win. Tua was not set up to win last year. So give them this year. Yes. Mark the tape. Read my lips. Yes. Sorry, Patriots. I hear you. I understand you. And you and I will have a discussion again about this. Moving on, sir, to your division. All right. So we got so, the air. So, so, so <laughs> let, let the record show. Let the record show. You said Buffalo, Miami, New England, and then the Jets. We always know the Jets. I'm saying yes. mark yes. this, Steve, record this, and show this at the end of the season. <laughs> New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, and the Jets. That's how the AFC East I see standing. And the reason why you cannot discount Bill Belichick as a champion, you cannot discount him as a defensive mastermind, and Josh McDaniels is going to do wonders with that same Mac Jones that beat out Cam Newton. Oh, by the way, Mac Jones, the same quarterback that came out of Alabama, same thing the Tua did. But I support the New England Patriots and the staff they have around them to be successful. It's clear. What's I got you. Point? I got you. You're hanging. Right. You're hanging on the nutsack, mighty bro. You're hanging. You're hanging, and he's probably talking like Mickey Mouse right now. I'm talking about Bill Belichick. You keep hanging on that sack. Keep doing what you do. You, you know how hard it Moving is on. for me to even give Patriot man <laughs> any credit. This is a hard thing. Let's go to the AFC North. Let's go somewhere I love to talk about. I don't want to talk about Bill Belichick no more. <laughs> Tell me what you know. What's your, what's your call? All day. My Ravens. Now, we did take a setback at the end of the preseason. We lost our number one running back, J.K. Dobbins, who is like a Zeke Elliott heir apparent. And he was our guy. He was, and I was at that game when he got injured. He's done for the season. So we're in the market. Last I heard, they wanted to look at, I think, Le'Veon Bell and some other uh, running backs. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I think Steven Jackson was also being considered. So uh, we have some good running backs on the, on the depth chart. Freeman uh, or Edwards. Like that. Yeah. So we have some, but this is the big year. For Lamar Jackson. And again, I'm a, we're a defensive team, so I'm definitely going to weigh on the side of my defense. But Lamar Jackson has got to step out. It would have been great had it, having a very healthy running back. But Lamar Jackson, he has the great arm. He's known to be a good passer. Uh, we were watching him a couple weeks ago at the preseason. Oh, he has no problem staying in the pocket. And I like the way the offense is looking, where it's a little more versatile, where it's not so predictable as him being a runner. He's getting older. Did not need to take unnecessary hits. So Baltimore Ravens, first place in the AFC North. Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I hear you. Between the Ravens and the Steelers. I hear you. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, Baltimore I hear you. Ravens. Go ahead. Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. I think the only thing that you and I agree on was the Cincinnati Bengals uh, in this division, uh, placing fourth. And that's a Joe Barrow returning off of what is it, an ACL. So, um, and they're, they're minus some talented players at, at key positions. So you and I agree upon that. Here's why I didn't pick the Baltimore Ravens number one is because of their running back issue, uh, which means that uh, your boy Lamar is going to have to be, it's going to be pretty much one dimensional or he's going to have to take over the game. Meaning with his feet, with his legs. With that being said, if you can't rely on the running game, 
they will stop the running game and make him pass. So the challenge and the test will be, can he, will he? I believe he can, and I believe he will, but it's not going to be consistent enough. So, because he's never been the elite pastor that he is. So I don't have him, uh, I don't have them placing first. I actually got them, you, you and I, like the AFC East, I have him third, okay? I have the Cleveland Browns, why? Chubb, Hunt, that defense, multiple weapons. Don't forget Odell is coming back. And they went to the playoffs and they got beat up also in the playoffs and that bitter taste we talking about. You get your lumps, you get your learning lumps and lashes along the way. It's, and I believe they'll be successful in spite of Baker because he's not all that neither. But it's like you can't fail with the weapons that he has. All he needs is a consistent coach. Well, they have a coach now, one that he's been with for a couple of years now, a consistent offense calling. So I believe Baker and the Browns, I hate using his name as the leadership, but guess what? He's the leader. So the Browns first. Steelers, I dropped them down, even though they won the division last year. Uh, it's, be, it's because of Ben. I don't believe 17 games. I believe he's going to have a significant drop-off as the season goes on. Remember last year, they started out 11-0, and and then they just fell off. Uh, yes, he was injured, uh, couldn't find it, and he couldn't throw it down the field. And so he was dinking and dunking, dinking and dunking, and that's not going to get it done in the AFC North. And then we got um, your Baltimore. So I already that's, that's how I rank it. I got the Browns, I got the Steelers, and I got the Ravens. Then the, the, we both agree upon the Bengals placing last in the AFC North. AFC North. How about again, this next division, sir? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, only yeah. thing with well, AFC North. I was North, ready to change it. Uh, be, be, being a homer I am, uh, it's because it's always belonged to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Ravens. And until the Browns can show that, one, they can put – together two consecutive seasons of winning, I will never give them credit to win the dog on division. It's going to be the Steelers or the Ravens. And I'm always going to give an edge to the coaches, Mike Tomlin and Harbaugh. Those two coaches right there have always had a way of beating the Browns. Last year, the Browns made a first time actually I think winning on, on uh, an away game. And I think, again, with the Steelers losing in the playoffs, come down to two things. One, overconfidence. That would never happen again. Mike Tomlin will never allow them to be that overconfident going to the first round of a playoffs because they're playing little brother again. Two, a healthy Ben Roethlisberger, who was not healthy at all last year. You're right. You did see the spiral. But this year, uh, I think it's, his, you know, he still got Juju Smith. I mean, he still got a very, very lethal offense. And I'll always respect the Steelers when it comes down to Steelers and Ravens because I could easily see the Steelers win the division or the Ravens win the division. I cannot see the Browns. I cannot or I will not. It will, you know, one thing play on words. One thing we're going to agree on, but let's you and I agree on stick with your picks. Don't be changing midseason. Okay. Don't be, don't, don't be changing midseason. What you stick, what you choose today, I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. Please do. And I want Steve to do a, a double picture, slide picture, producing magic, and show exactly what we said. He can send it on Twitter, okay. Facebook, whatever. Make sure it's archived. Okay. I'm standing by it. Okay. Now, we have enough time to do the AFC South 
We'll do, we'll do the NFC next week, if that's okay with you. Sounds good. I mean, I could go on, but to be honest with you, there's a lot of red flags that we look for. And some red flags, you just have to decide, is this something that I can coach? Or is this something that, you know, will probably tear our team apart? AFC South, we got, uh, oh man, we got the AFC South and West, so we'll be real quick with those. AFC South, we got the Titans, Colts, Texans, and the Jaguars. To me, it's the weakest division in the AFC. Uh, who did I have coming out of there? I got the Tennessee Titans. I don't even really want to talk about the others. The Colts are still, you talk about coaching, they got a nice quarterback uh, coach, uh, and Frank Reich is a quarterback himself, old school. So he's an outstanding coach. I, I like him. And then you got your Titans. Uh, what's his name? Vrabel, the coach down there with the Titans. They picked up Julio Jones from Atlanta. Uh, but so, so I'm, I'm picking the Titans. I'm picking the Titans. No the Texans, there. I think they'll be lucky. I to, agree with you. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree with you. No disagreement. That's the weakest division in all AFC West, uh, all the AFC uh tennessee's division to lose they've shown the last three years they've grown they've gotten better every year who still wants to hit that grown man named king henry uh ryan Tannehill has had a rebirth and now you add a new weapon like you said julio jones and then their defense is nasty as well anyone could punch the baltimore ravens in the mouth i'm gonna respect them so and i agree second place i see the indiana colts uh what will carson wentz do in this re rebirth and it's a toss-up. Who's going to finish last? Does Urban Meyer actually make a splash in NFL, or does he finish last place with his rookie quarterback uh, Trevor Lawrence? And don't forget, he lost his quarter. He lost his running back too. His number one draft running back. So hmm. it'd be interesting. And then because That's Houston right. is so dysfunctional, I wouldn't be surprised if they finish last. So I, I'm with you. Very weak division. Not going to be that exciting. Uh, it's going to be you know Tennessee Titans. I, I agree with you totally. Last uh, division we have, we got the AFC West. It's Kansas City's to lose. Uh, you got the Raiders there, Chargers. Chargers, uh, I like their quarterback play, um, but I don't think they're strong enough to beat and unseat uh, Kansas City this year. Uh, Mahomes, the offensive weapons. I just don't know if Kansas City did enough on the defensive side uh, to, to go back to the Super Bowl. Uh, but we'll talk about Super Bowl later. It's just division play, division champions. It's Kansas City's to lose, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. I uh, look at Kansas City as the forerunner within the AFC, the model franchise, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, again, defending AFC champs uh, off the heels of a, the, what, a Super Bowl win. So they're always going to be in a hunt. I only see Patrick Mahomes continue to growing. It's like I said, it's a toss-up for second place. Is it the Raiders or is it the Chargers? Broncos haven't made much movement. I don't, mm, you know, I I don't know. I, I think it's like you said, it's Kansas City and everybody else in that division. Right. Like I think the Broncos got Teddy Bridgewater uh at the helm, quarterbacking down there. So they'll they'll be seller dwellers again, unfortunately, uh, for them. Such a high uh 
valued franchise years ago. You know, we're talking about Terrell Davis. We're talking about Elway, man. We're talking about hitting boy. The boys were hitting back there in the backfield. So uh, it's it's sad to see their their fall, their spiral, their fall from grace, if you will. Brother, uh, it's been an outstanding show. Next week, we're going to hit the NFC up hard. But before we go, we got to talk about Deshaun Watson. We got to talk about it. It bothers me to no end. He's still on the roster for the Houston Texans. But he's not going to be suiting up. He's not going to be playing. He's, he wants to be traded. They won't trade him. I'm not even talking about the 22 civil suits or suits that are against him. I'm just talking about leadership. What the hell's going on down there in Houston, Texas? Talk to me. What are your What's your opinion, anyways? And I'll share mine before I we mean, go. Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. Leadership. What about NFL consistency? Uh, what a year and a half ago, two years ago, Antonio Brown was gone out the league, and he only had what one or two counts or three counts of. Uh, some improprieties or some alleged misconduct or sexual misconduct with with masseuse and this guy this was a this was a episode or a storyline before last season ended how are we still opening this season with this guy still on you know on, on the team now again innocent till proven guilty obviously he's due the due process however comma we still didn't have any uh, the consistency again antonio brown was gone before they even had a chance to even identify what happened. I still didn't know the results of what happened with him. He got suspended. So for Deshaun Watson to not even be in the lineup, what does the NFL say? There's no, uh, this is where that again, it's what's the message. What are we saying about equal rights and equal treatment of females, or at least the perception. If right now it seems like there's a double standard. And so if Deshaun Watson did something there needs to be some type of clarity along the lines within the legal channels, but he's not going to play and they're not trading him. So again, it's, it's, it's an icky situation. I just wish we had a little more transparency on what's going on, but then what team would want to pick him up with this, with this dangling over him? Right. Here's my problem is not knowing. That's my problem. Houston Texans. They have a, a, a few more answers, but they're not sharing. Deshaun Watson's not really speaking or his lawyer. So uh, as, a, as a girl dad, you are too. Um, I, I, if he did it, these things wrong and if he's inappropriate, as you say, uh, inappropriate, then he should be charged and he should be brought and justice should be meted out for him. However, if there are no charges, then somebody just talk to me, just share with me what's, what is, what do we have or what's going on? So it's not, it's the not knowing part that bothers me more than anything. So charging, sitting down, suspending until what they're doing with Bauer, the pitcher for LA, uh, you don't even have him where we can even see him. They got Deshaun Watson coming out to the practices. That's a distraction to me. No, you sit him to the side. You're paying him. He wants to be traded. Trade him then. Let another team have the, the misery or, or the problem when the NFL mets out their, their justice. So I, I just am bothered by not knowing. If he's guilty, I, I, I'm not going to speak on your behalf, Deshaun. If you are guilty, then you should be, you know, rightly justifiably placed on uh, criminal charges, whatever they may be. But until then, he is innocent. You're correct. So um, we're going to hit up the NFC next week. 
I want to say thank you for our loyal fans. And if you're new to this, uh, taking it to the house, we're normally kumbaya. We're normally reaching across the aisle and shaking each other's hand. That's my nephew, I'm his uncle. We love each other. And if you saw us going at it, it's because we have a, just a difference of opinion. But it's all fun and it's all love. Love you, Vic. Thank you, Steve. And to our Taking to the House fans, thank you again for another episode. Fans, love you all. Enjoy this opening weekend of NFL football. Please be safe. You're going to the crowds. You're going to the games. Hey, I'm hitting me a couple games this year. And just mask up. Do what's right. Uh, let's continue to fight this pandemic that we're up against. Again, it's going to be a great season. Let's watch this tape. Let's watch how this season unfolds. We have 17 games. 17 games? So let's start it off right tomorrow night. Love to hear what you all think about it. Hit us up on our Twitter. See you all on Facebook and on all social media outlets. Take care now. We out.